Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Jeremy Fallis, also with the Department of Communication. Today, communication takes center stage as two more DOC colleagues join us for an important conversation about our organization's improved digital and online presence. Now, before we get into that, make sure you get or stay online and get caught up on any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. You can also find the shows on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the headlines we can review. And with that, let's bring in Rose Glenn and Lisa Burkhart. First, let's have the two of you introduce yourselves, explain your roles of the Department of Communication. Hi, everyone. I'm Rose Glenn. I'm the Chief Communication and Marketing Officer, and April 15th will be my four-year anniversary. Hi, and I'm Lisa Burkhart, and I'm a Web Project Manager. Um, I was the Web Project Manager on the Enterprise site um, that launched on January 26th, um, and we'll be talking about the enterprise site, as well as the four other websites in our web ecosystem, um, research, education, and clinical. Now, that's the perfect segue to our first question. And Rose, I'll direct it to you. What is the new external web presence and the project that Lisa mentioned? And why is it so important to the mission of Michigan Medicine? The external web presence is a transformational communication channel for all of our stakeholders faculty, staff, learners, patients, and prospective uh, faculty, staff, learners, and patients. We want people to have a go-to site that is easy to navigate, easy to search on, and really is a, a place where they can get all the information they need. It's so important to us because we learned through a series of discussions, focus groups, and other user experience forums that are website or websites were not meeting their needs. People talked about how siloed our sites were. They could not easily search. They couldn't navigate from site to site. There were um, so many platforms and duplicate content, and it didn't seem to represent who we were as Michigan Medicine, one unified uh, site with a tripartite mission um, rep reflecting our research, our education, and our clinical care. So we did this um, two-year uh, roadmap that really helped tell us what we needed to do to get back on track. And what we introduced last week was the enterprise site. The enterprise site is a Michigan medicine-specific site that talks about our differentiators, talks about um, our commitment to DEI, talks about community commitment and development, and so many of the important initiatives that run across our entire mission. Um, that debuted and, and then it'll be followed by research, education, and clinical sites over the next 12 to 15 months. Thank you for that answer, Rose. And I'll turn it over to Lisa. I know that this was just such a massive task to undertake. You know, there were over 300 websites to corral thousands of pages of information. And maybe this is a too much of an open-ended question, but where did you even begin? <laughs> so a site inventory, of course. Uh, we were really, we knew we had a lot of sites. We had no idea that we had 320 plus websites that we needed to to bring under this foresight ecosystem. 
Um, and while that is a challenge, certainly moving that content, reviewing that content, consolidating that content, the, the large part of this project, especially initially, um, was the communication aspect. So this is a huge paradigm shift for Michigan medicine. And a large part of the success of this project will be due to the listening that we've done, the communication, the collaboration with stakeholders throughout Michigan medicine. And we've done that in a variety of ways, um, starting at the very beginning. We had more than 50 Michigan medicine stakeholders involved in the vendor selection. And we did that during the pandemic, right? We did it all via Zoom and it was, Zoom was new to us. This this happened like in the April, May timeframe. And, you know, we all went home at the end of March. So that was a huge undertaking to bring everyone together. Um, we also, to help inform the external web presence strategy, we held listening sessions and Rose mentioned those. We did user and stakeholder interviews. We did surveys. We held goals and visioning workshops. And then as we began implementing this strategy, we created um, working committees. We assembled people from throughout Michigan Medicine to be a part of those, web governance, our web operating council. And then we also have working committees for our enterprise site, our research site, education, and clinical. So communication, listening, collaboration has been a huge part of this project. And, and so while, um, you know, certainly moving content um, will be a big part of this, getting stakeholder buy-in um, and alignment has been critical. Yeah, I, I think the amount of work that has gone into this and sort of the commitment that you have made in terms of time shows how important this project really is. And I think that's because really an external web presence or a website, really, if people think about it that way, is like the front door to the organization. It's probably more important than the actual front door to our hospitals and clinics, right? Because this is potentially getting patients, potentially getting faculty and staff and learners who are never going to be here on site, and they have to learn about the organization and decide whether they want to become a part of it. So what is sort of, you know, how does it feel to have a new front door to the organization and really feel like you're finally you know, it caught up in terms of modernity and really just keeping up with, with all other peer institutions. It feels really, really good, Daniel. <laughs> uh, we are so excited because we don't think that the 320 disparate websites reflected who we really are. So Michigan Medicine truly stands for excellence and our tripartite mission is so important to the to the care we deliver, to the education we provide, to the research we conduct. And it wasn't coming through on all of these separate sites. So we are so happy um, that it the brand for Michigan Medicine is truly represented well on the enterprise site. And the other thing is that there are certain things about this site that are significantly improved and accessibility is one of them. Um, we are so pleased to be a model for uh, University of Michigan for being accessible. Um, but there's also other things that people are going to start noticing, um, especially as we bring up the other sites. We're no longer going to be competing with ourselves uh, during Google searches. We're um, not going to be having one 
piece of content that doesn't align with another piece of content somewhere else. Um, we are really going to be looking at consolidated analytics and really understand what we should base our future decisions on because we're going to be looking at what's happening in real time. So all of these things are going to mean so much to um, Michigan Medicine's image, the, the brand, what we stand for. And we're really, really excited about that. I think another really key component to all this is that in some ways, and this goes back to what Daniel was talking about with like being modern and coming into like the 21st century on a lot of things that, you know, Michigan Medicine wants to show uh, first and for foremost. And, and Lisa, you can speak to this the most as our technical expert here. Um, you know, accessibility was always going to be a key component of any overhaul that you were going to do. Um, so what are some of the additional features that people are going to be able to experience when they come to the new website? So I'm I'm really glad you asked that, Jeremy. You're right. This is this is a really important issue so that our website is widely available to all users. And so we knew that we wanted accessibility to be considered from the ground up because really, if you don't build it into the back end, it isn't about necessarily, I mean, to some extent, what the user is going to see. But in order for this website to be accessible to things like assistive technology, to screen readers, the work has to be done on the back end to make that possible. And so it was one of our vendor selection criteria. So we knew we had to do this from the ground up. And we've just found our vendor partner to be really, really strong in this area. And on our side, we have been working with University of Michigan accessibility specialists to review our website as we brought um, as we brought our pages online, even before we moved it to production, we had them come in during testing and review our components and our color contrast. So they did a heuristic review, a non-technical -tech accessibility review. Is color contrast correct? Um, is navigation and wayfinding correct? Can I navigate this website using a keyboard with touch with a mouse and then we also did an evaluation with assisted assistive technology using an nvda screen reader um, that was done by brandon warner on main campus and overall they were incredibly complimentary we were they were so happy with where we were they gave us a 98 percent and said that they would be sending people to our sites and as it as an example of accessibility done right. And we know that testing our components, testing our navigation, um, because these are common elements throughout our Foresight system, the work that we're doing now will be reflected on our other three sites. And then as, and so we'll continue to work with them. And then we will also be adding accessibility monitoring to our Foresights once they're launched. So we just feel like this is a huge step in, in toward accessibility in the right direction. And we're really excited about where we are. I love that because I think, you know, accessibility is so important, but so many people think about it only in the physical sense and not in the online and electronic sense. And I think as a health organization, we need to be leading the way in that. And very clearly, you know, with this updated site and updated web presence, we are. And so that makes me very proud of the organization for the work that we're doing. So I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, I know we've talked about what this new web presence is. And, and Rose, you mentioned sort of four sites. 
um, and the tripartite mission, and you've got education and research and clinical care and the enterprise site in general, you basically have all these overlapping sites with the enterprise website. How do all those pieces sort of fit together and help advance the organization and, and the mission the organization is trying to, to carry out? Thanks for that question, Daniel. We are, um, in the end, going to have four interconnected sites that work so well together. And let me give you an example. If I'm a student, you know, in, in, in the current world, I'm going to the medical school site, but I'm not able to connect to uh, research clinical care. And it gets frustrating starting over again with the URL or starting over again and Googling. Now everything is interconnected and I can learn all about Michigan medicine because it's gonna be easy to navigate from site to site. It, you're not getting kicked off. And I think that when you look at it through the user experience, that is the bottom line. Are we making it super easy for people to find what they need and um, are they feeling good? And we will constantly be testing that user experience. You know, there were two operational goals that we had. And one was to improve the quality and consistency of our external digital content. And was, one was to improve the efficiency by simplifying and streamlining the management of our digital world. And I think we are accomplishing both of those things. Um, I just want to talk really briefly about the consistency piece. The team has implemented something called COPE, C-O-P-E, create once, publish everywhere. And as a result, um, content that I want on the cardiovascular pages in clinical, uh, in the clinical website can um, be updated once and wherever you have that content about our heart and vascular center, it's going to be updated. So we have some great tools in place that weren't there before. The other thing that I, I think is really important is that we are offering freedom within a framework. And what I love about that phrase is that we have a platform that allows for consistent look and feel, but it's through modules that have flexibility and people can go in and make updates to their sites and they're not depending on um, someone uh, in the Department of Communication and they're not um, frustrated by not being able to have any creativity whatsoever. So this new platform really allows for that. And I think that freedom within a framework is going to be um, a, a big boost to users once they start um, seeing what it's like to be um, creating content for our sites. I think that um, streamlining that you kind of mentioned on certain things is a good segue into this question. Uh, and it'll be for you, Lisa, you know, from a, from a workload angle, um, things are simplified. And from the back end, how do you think simplifying everything, you know, is going to help people? And what positives do you expect to, to find? So I'm going to piggyback off a number of things that Rose talked about. Um, she mentioned operational goals. And one of our operational goals um, for the external web presence was to increase efficiency by simplifying and streamlining. And we've done that in, a, in, in three major ways. All four of our sites will have a common platform. They're built on Drupal 9. Um, currently, we have sites in WordPress and Google and Drupal 7 and Drupal 8. So we're consolidating on a common platform. 
Um, as Rose mentioned, we also have a component-based system that supports our freedom within a framework um, and, and provides that common look and, and consistency, but it also provides an ease of development. It really is a kind of a drag and drop um, system where you can drop in these components, add your own images, add your own text to create a very unique look for your department or web section. And then also as Rose mentioned, we have a COPE strategy, we have shared content, and we have that COPE strategy, not only at a component level, but at a page level. So for example, at a component level, we can create um, a, a component, um, for example, a campaign, campaign component that is um, our Michigan Answers campaign. And we can use that com campaign component on lots and lots of pages. I can see lots of uses for that component, but we update it once. So we don't have to remember, oh, what page should I put this component on? And that's and that's been a problem. It's very hard to maintain content across 320 sites if it's repeated, a phone number, for example. So using our COPE strategy um, creates a lot of consistency, but it also um, takes the load off of maintaining these websites. And then another example is our, our academic profiles. So some faculty members have, a, have as many as six academic profiles within our current ecosystem. In our new external web presence, they will have one. And that profile will be used across all four sites. And we're really excited about that. And these profiles also, we'll be pulling data from inst institutional sources of truth. So we're no longer maintaining, manually maintaining these profiles. And the, th this has been a huge issue across all of our websites to keep these profiles up to date. They're currently, there's not, they're not consistent. They don't have consistent imaging. They don't have consistent titles consistent descriptions. So this is, we're really excited about this feature. This is a big improvement. I love it. This is such an involved project. I know we're still in the early stages. If uh, Lisa, maybe you can answer this. If, if our listeners and viewers want to check it out for themselves, at least as far as we've gotten now, how can they go about checking out the new external web presence? So they can check out the enterprise site, the About Michigan Medicine site at michiganmedicine.org. Love it. Well, thank you so much to both of you for sharing this important information about the improved digital experience. If you want to learn more about the external web presence, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right, Rose, it's time. Just because you're our boss doesn't mean that we're going to let you off the hook so easily today. Every episode, we ask one of our guests, and you get to be the, the lovely choice today, uh, for some quick fire questions that they have not seen before. So are you ready for the lightning round? I'm ready. All right. So we've been talking a lot about websites today. So besides michiganmedicine.org and, of course, Michigan Medicine Headlines, what would you say is your favorite website to visit every day? Maybe you weren't so ready. Uh, oh, I thought I was ready uh, every day. Oh, my God. I don't think I visit any website every day, but I love to shop online. And so I would say I visit a lot of retailers online um, and my husband can vouch for that when the packages come to the door. So totally fair. All right. So this one uh, is a little bit different. So, you know, Groundhog Day has just passed and Punxsutawney Phil is a Pennsylvania institution. 
so as a native daughter of the Keystone State, what is your favorite person, place, or thing about Pennsylvania? Ooh, there are so many favorite things. I, I could talk about this one for a while. <laughs> so I went to school at Indiana University of Pennsylvania, and we had a branch campus in Punxsutawney, so that's very close to my heart. Uh, so Jimmy Stewart uh, was born in Indiana, Pennsylvania. So, you know, he is a he is a founding father of Indiana. We love him. But it's my little hometown of Winbur um, and the Italian restaurant that was directly across the street from where I lived, Rizzo's Restaurant, that is known for miles and miles around. So that's a good one. Fair enough. I just saw at the Michigan Theater, you can't take it with you. They showed it last weekend with Jimmy Stewart. So, yes, uh, yes. that was that was um, our senior class play. And I played the mother. I wanted to play the cool daughter, but I had to play the mother. But oh, I got some boy. great laughs. That's awesome. It's great. It's a great movie, a great play, everything about it. All right. If you hadn't pursued communication as a career, what would you consider to be your dream job? Okay. Um, if I wasn't going to major in communications, I was going to major in criminology, which is probably blowing people's minds who know me. Uh, my husband will tell you that uh, I probably would have wanted to be a Katie Couric, Savannah Guthrie, but uh, never, never pursued that. I was always um, in the written word, public relations, marketing, not on TV. But, you know, it's it's nice to dream. <laughs> All right. Finally, the Grammy Awards just passed. Who's your favorite musical group or artist? Oh, I, if you looked at my playlist, it is so varied. Um, but, um, gosh. I have seen Ed Sheeran multiple times and really like him. So we'll give it up for Ed. But yeah, it's 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 really a diverse playlist. And I loved I watched the Grammys on Sunday night and I loved it. So yeah. That's great. Jeremy and I had a bet on who you were gonna say and nobody uh picked Ed Sheeran. So you surprised us <laughs> with your selection. <laughs> if you want to learn more about our updated digital landscape, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. And while you're there, you can check out other important stories from this past week. For instance, there is a look back at the inaugural Women Academic Medicine event, which honored Dr. Corinne Marasco, and all readers had the chance to send in a Valentine to patients at Mott Children's Hospital. Find all that and more at mmheadlines.org. All right, Jeremy. So we asked Rose who her favorite musical group or performer is. What about you? My my favorite group is probably Jimmy Eat World. I, you know, followed them since I was in high school and seen them dozens of times. And I, I've always enjoyed seeing them live. How about you? Nice. So I'm definitely uh, stuck in the 90s when it comes to music. I have not uh, evolved past that. Uh, so like last summer, I went to see, it was Bare Naked Ladies, Toad the Wet Sprocket, and Gin Blossoms at Pine Knob. It was amazing. I knew like every word to every song that was being played. Um, so I like those groups. Uh, Counting Crows is probably my favorite group overall. Um, but yeah, if uh, if the group wasn't around uh, in the 90s, I don't really know any of their music. So that, that's where I am. But um, that that's definitely who I would say my favorites are. Spoken like a true millennial. OK, so <laughs> it's time for the weekly trivia contest. The, the This week's question is, what is the name of the new annual award designed to celebrate Corinne Marasco? 
Once again, what is the name of a new annual award designed to celebrate Corinne Morasco? You can find the answer in this week's headline story, and once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for a chance to win a prize. All right, well, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much to Rose and Lisa for joining us, and thanks, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.